These were Greek Gentiles. They didn't know what they were doing. That's why they had to have Acts 15, a council. It's like, you know, the Hebrew Roots Bible or the Hebrew is like to the Jew first and to the Jew second. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, that's exactly right. It makes no sense <laughs> to the Jew first and to the Jew second. <laughs> and, and third, always to the Jew, you know, yeah, you know like it's like, like, to the Jew first and to the Greek second. And by that, I mean the Jew. All things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. You've made some videos before on today's topic. You want to tell people how to find those or some of the videos you've already made before we get into the topic? Because I know you've done a few. Yeah. Uh, YouTube on my channel, I think I think I was the first one that really started t talking about this issue. Uh, I remember somebody sending me a channel where he first kind of comes out saying he's a Hebrew. And I kind of warned of that progression and what it typically leads to. And ever since then, we've seen a... A migration or evolution to better yet call it of his beliefs so now where he's calling the last he ever talked about you know christianity he says is pagan now and you know so i i've warned about hey what this usually the hebrew road what it usually leads to and i think now we're seeing more of that manifestation of it yeah so um today we're going to talk about certain beliefs more than we're going to talk about a certain person but we are going to give the person as an example of someone promoting these beliefs, which are in error. And so the person, as previously mentioned, is Ishan Burgundy. Ishan uh, was a lot of us, one of our favorite artists. You know, he was one of those artists when he was really doing Christian hip hop who had good lyrical ability, theological content, but still, you know, kept... Uh, his ear to the street, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people really liked a lot of what he's doing. He had a lot of support against uh, amongst the reform crowd and, uh, and CHH in general for his abilities. And uh, over the past year or two, he's made a shift into Hebrew Israelism. And it shows up on songs here and there, but especially shows up on his social media. Prior to this turn, I don't remember Ishan doing a whole lot of teaching or kind of Bible study theology on social media. But now that he's turned into Hebrew Islamism, it's definitely part of what he does online besides right. his music. And of course, a lot of it will be with his wife that he does. Comment on that before we play some specific sections from some recent yeah. social media. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of the things that I typically see, and it's definitely true of Ishan, that um, you kind of see before someone kind of gets into this is very sacred name or kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. That was the first thing I noticed uh, from Ishan particularly. And someone sent it to me. He's like, you think he's going Hebrew? I was like, man, I don't know. I don't think so. I was trying to, you know, give the benefit down and be fair. Um, but definitely, you know, that was kind of one of the, you know, initial things. But no, I think you're right as far as, uh, you know, he's been very more outspoken about, and if you listen, this is the main thing he's concerned about is black people are the Israelites that the Bible speak of. That is the, that is the gospel, you know, he's, that he now is willing to, wanting to proclaim. Well, what I caught in uh, one of Ishan's live streams on this was, you know, they try to tell us right. the gospel, the gospel, stick to the gospel. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
they'll push that like that's what we need. Yeah. But he said that reminds him of what the slave masters would tell the slaves. Yep. And he yep. said, okay, I get it. The gospel is the entry point. We got the gospel, but now what? Right. And so for a gospel-centered Christian or someone who tries to center their theology with gospel, that's troubling because you realize that the gospel is not the basics of Christianity, and then you go on to something better. The right. gospel is the center of it. Yeah. And this idea that some basic or simplistic thing, well, now what, mm-hmm. is problematic. You remember in the book of Revelation when uh, that scroll can't be opened mm-hmm. and Jesus is able to open it? Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because uh, of who he is and what he had done. This is in Revelation. And it was because he was the lamb who was slain. And if you look at the, a lot of the praise that's given to Jesus in the book of Revelation, it has to do with him being the lamb who was slain. Mm-hmm. My point is that's an eternal thing. That's a, it's eternal good news that we're talking about who Jesus is. Right. And, you know, we can't act like, we can't act like Hebrewism doesn't denigrate and destroy and damage the gospel. I'll give you a perfect example. He was talking about the theology of adoption, and he said, you know, right. I'm adopted. And he says, wife said, I'm not adopted. And he right. said he didn't know why, but he agreed with her. Right. And now he realized, hey, I'm already, I'm already God's. I don't need to be adopted. Mm-hmm. Misunderstanding the doctrine of adoption in the first place. Exactly. Jew and Gentile. So even if his mistaken presupposition to say he was a Hebrew was correct, he would still, still. need to be adopted in regards to sure. salvation. Right. Paul speaks about adoption, for example, <laughs> and he says, the Spirit cries out, Abba, Father, in our hearts. He, he's mm-hmm. including himself in the category of being adopted. Right. Did you catch that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Because that, that particular— I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that was his—and uh, I want people to know that what you're saying is not a—they're almost like he literally quote right. what I, he's saying. And the only reason I'm not playing it— is because I found that Ishan is very sensitive about anyone playing his stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's probably <laughs> yeah, going to try to come, come after this video, but I'm they did a whole video. They did a whole video about me and emailed me. His wife emailed me. I don't know if you knew about that, about me playing his material. But nevertheless, the point is, you're, you're, you're absolutely right just about the denigration of the theology and the concerns. They're, they're like direct quotes. No. I mean— you know, because he claims that he's always believed these things, but you can clearly see a progression and evolution in his own theology. We're going to talk about a recent one that's especially troubling. That's why we prompted right. to do the show today. But let me just read Galatians four, because when you when you watch the Ishan and, and say, you know, I don't need to be adopted, what does this mean then? Let's start in verse one. Why, what I am saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also when we were underage, we were in slavery. Uh, now, the slavery to what? Under the, elemental, uh, under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law. Notice again, the center of the action of this verse, even we're reading, is the gospel. Mm-hmm. The times fully come for what? 
incarnation, and then it focuses on the person of the work of Christ to redeem those under the law. That, well, why did he do that? That we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. Paul sounds like he's included in that, and he was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. The right. spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. <laughs> this yeah. idea, well, I don't need to be adopted. I'm an Israelite. That's misunderstanding what adoption is. That's that's misunderstanding a key element of salvation. And it's really kind of, it gets at the pride of this. I don't need to be adopted. Let those Gentiles, right. they, they get adopted. What I need to be adopted for. Right. <sighs> okay, so it's like this. We put this out on the internet. We're okay with people responding to this and playing it and criticizing the content. Right. Eshan is a public figure. He should understand by now, just like when someone reviews his album, they may not like his whole album. They might not agree with every line. It doesn't have to be a personal thing. We're criticizing some of his ideas and especially ideas and teachers that he is promoting. That's the key. Right. So with that in mind, let's and I, I, I know ahead. for me, I, I've, I've, I've given the challenge of, hey, I'd be more, much more willing to have the conversation online or in private but that 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 opportunity was kind of shut down when you know we were exchanging emails but if if anyone thinks that you know we're fabricating these things i have uh, at least four possibly five videos on my youtube channel um responding to his words playing his words and what vocab is saying is uh exactly right these are direct quotes from from ishan all right so with that we're gonna go to his twitter page can you tell people what we're gonna find here on his yeah. Twitter page? Um, <laughs> I, I got it, I got it up right now on the screen. I'm gonna make it a little bigger. Go ahead. I mean, even just right there on the bio, uh, the location Africa. <laughs> it's kind of a strange. Uh, you know, if you know anything about Hebrew Israelites, you you know why that's uh, important. But um, he's. It seems like he's saying that's where I'm originally from, like my people. Um, well, you know, he follows the end of the world ministries, mm -hmm. and you know that they teach that. Jerusalem is in Africa. Oh, wow, really? Yes. They okay, teach that Jerusalem is in Africa. And he, he plays uh, clips from the end of the world ministry. So it's obvious he's familiar with their, their material yeah. there. Yeah, his uh, Twitter page is very filled with uh, sacred namers uh, uh -huh. stuff. Uh, very, you can tell he's into some kind of Hebrew roots movement to, at the you know, at the you know, if you're just trying to be gracious, didn't know him. You're yeah, like, yeah, at the least. But at Hebrew least. roots is also unhealthy, right? Exactly. In so fact, at the very least. In fact, the teacher that he plays today, I believe, is a Hebrew rooter. Mm. We're gonna look at it right now. We're gonna look look at this video. Right. So there uh, we go. Huh. The truth yeah. gonna make some of you free. Rest of y'all love these chains. <laughs> and the you know. The truth he's talking about is that black people are Israelites. That's yeah. the that's, that's the, the truth, truth that sets you free. But some right. of you guys want to be just what? You just want to be Africans? You don't want to think you're an Israelite? Man. Like it's bad Sad. to be bad to be African or something. Right. Yeah. I don't have issue. <laughs> but that's not that's not what we're even here to look at. Here is so I think this is important to look at first. 
Let Yah's word lead you, not men. May all these things cause you to read and study for yourself. Selah. Why do you think that's interesting? Um, because it, it, it seems to be a, a, a direct attack on the church. Um, if, you know, just knowing what he, because he said, you know, you, what you guys are in these churches, these pastors, they're the one teaching you these stuff, these these things. And the Bible goes against that. You know, uh, what you need to do is just read the Bible for yourself and you'll just you'll know you're an Israelite. You know, you, you'll know that's the truth, um, which obviously we disagree with. Yeah. Also, what's interesting is what he ends up doing is playing a clip from a, a man. man. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's the irony. <laughs> the, that, that's the whole irony of it all. Who's overtly misinterpreting the Bible. Right. I think you should look at that uh, one post where he responds to that one. I will. I, don't uh, know first, want... okay. I will. I will. Okay. Okay. So you see also we got the. Uh... Oh, wow. Just very. Dad, do you see this? Look, look, look. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. It seems like he means the truth that they're Israelites, not the truth I, of the gospel. I think so. Yeah. Very clear. Very clear. Yeah. So he's also into the Sefer Bible. Mm-hmm. The Sefer Bible is decidedly not scholarly. It utilizes made up Hebrew, to be frank with you. And it's a favorite of the sacred namers and the Hebrew rooters. I think some of the Hebrews lights are, are getting into it now. I don't think the one Westers are going to like it because it doesn't have Yahweh and Yahweh Shai. Mm-hmm. Still the wrong name. <laughs> yeah. So let's read this. When you read the Bible without an agenda, the truth, le- the truth leaps off the pages. There is a dispersion in America now called African Americans who don't have a clue who they are. Awaken them, Father Yah. Selah, hope this will provoke study. So the indication is this video will help people be awakened to who they are. Right. And this is a prayer of his that they be awakened in the way that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And claiming that this is the way you read the Bible without an agenda. Right. As if he, through the lens of <laughs> Hebrewism, and the teacher, who's a Hebrew roots guy, a so-called right. Torah observant guy, is not reading it with an agenda. Right, exactly. Did you notice in a lot of Ishan's clips that he plays, he likes to utilize white folks? Yep. Yep, I was I was going to say I I was going to say that because that's the very it's very obvious. It's almost like, well, let's show you y'all's people that even agree with me. Like I, I don't know, that's kind of how I how I uh, interpret that. But he does use that a lot of white people. Yeah, I think it's like a, a tactic. It's like, well, hey, if uh, they're saying it, you know, they recognize it as true. You know, why right. can't you other guys? Right, even and, he saw uh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm. Hey, I'm not racist. Look, I'm playing white guys, right? Right, right, right. Uh, it's it's kind of a uh, deceptive in a way too. Mm-hmm. And he's playing some bad teachers, and we're gonna play this clip. It's two minutes and twenty seconds. We're gonna play here in a second because we I got it downloaded, so we're actually gonna play. I know you haven't seen it yet to the audience, but it doesn't matter. You know what their ethnic background is. The, right. He's promoting a lot of false teachers. Of all types of ethnicity, Jim Staley, this guy, mm-hmm. he plays Dante Fortune clips. Mm-hmm. He plays Teo Ministries, the end of the world ministries. Mm-hmm. He plays Stephen Darby. Yeah. Not solid people. Right. But, um, and, 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 and just already from what we've seen from his Twitter page, what is the main thing he's concerned? Uh, proclaiming Christ, the gospel? No, you knowing that you're an Israelite, 
you know? Um, that's the main thing. He, that's the truth that will set you free constantly. He's trying to convince people of, or black yeah. people of. This is October 20th, 2021. Michael says, what are you saying? The Gentiles are Israelites and not non-Israelites, so the gospel is only for Hebrews. Now, we're going to show you in a second Ishan's answer to that question. Right. But notice, Michael Million seems to get the implication of what this is supposed to be. Absolutely. Chris White, I've heard a lot of people mention that those teachings of Paul's letters were to Israelites. The truth is coming out a lot now. This is getting into <laughs> something else, not Hebrew roots per se. Mm-hmm. Not Torah observant per se, but something else called Israel only, the Israel only doctrine. Right. I.O., as it's sometimes called, is sometimes directly linked with extremist versions of preterism. And even some non-believers who use Israel only arguments as a way to say, even if the Bible was true, it doesn't matter because it doesn't pertain to you unless you're an Israelite. It's a whole movement. There's a guy who's like an unbeliever who show up sometimes on a blonde guy with glasses. Derek Lambert, I think is his name. And he deals a lot with that IO stuff, meaning he hosts them and talks to them. But he's not a believer himself, but he has all these unbelievers who promote IO arguments. And I have one video on my channel by another faithful brother that knocks down a lot of these Israel only arguments, because I think that's really what some of this is coming from. Yeah. And Michael Minza gets it. He says, nah, respectfully, he's off. <laughs> yeah. So people are allowed to disagree, you know? Mm-hmm. Bro, where's the rest of this? Black Christian. So someone thinks this is a good clip. Ishan is literally promoting false teaching here and getting right. people into it. That is something mm-hmm. to be accountable for. Halftime. Yep. It's a sermon by Jim Staley called Identity Crisis. You can find it on YouTube. He did it about six or seven years ago. It's actually pretty good. Well, let's look up Jim Staley. There's Jim Staley. And uh, <laughs> that's Jim Staley. Hmm. Now, the fraud. fraud. <laughs> just because he pled guilty to, quote, conning little old ladies out of their money, end quote, doesn't necessarily mean his teaching is false, okay? Right. We're not making that argument. And this, that's, so I understand, we understand that. But I bring this out because Staley, who, look at this, this is interesting. His four-page motion uses some language common to the sovereign citizen movement. Mm. So this guy's into sovereign citizen stuff. He self-authored his legal motion. He did a lament for Rob Skiba, a prominent flat earther who died recently. So... Mm. My point by saying that is sometimes these guys are like, you know, the, the frauds and the pastor, the frauds in the Christian church, those pastors who, who, and then they go and they turn to guys who are, I don't see how it's an improvement. Yeah. It's no better. You and know? even that, uh, even that, uh, so he was doing this while he was in the Hebrew roots movement. Uh, that, that's what the newspaper said. It was, he was promoting that while he was <laughs> still frauding people. It's strange. So, you know, I can't say I know everything about this uh, website and all that. But, I mean, that is a scan from a newspaper article. Mm -hmm. But it's at jimstaley.com. Here's Hib's website, (laughs) stalyfamilyministries.com. Already seen that before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we know already seen that. You know, here's what I want to see. What are... The DVDs that he has available. 
be you learn a lot here. Truth or tradition? God's prophetic calendar, identity crisis. That's the the, the thing that he was watching. To eat like or not one. to eat? The Passover. Uh, Say what? I like that one. To Shalom in your be. home. Fear not if my people. Which one do you say you like? To eat or not to eat. <laughs> you like that one? Okay. I like okay. that one. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, here's here's a lot of stuff you can look up. All right. So mm-hmm. I'm just just showing you, you know, this is this is where we're, the, the source here. We're going to be getting this information. Passion for Truth is the name of the ministry. You can read the blog there. And uh, oh, that's just more of a more of a that there's I found something else interesting here where uh, he debated oh yeah he debated a uh, Chris Roseborough I think mm-hmm. the guy that does like what is it man I would I would like to watch that debate yeah I want to try to I'm trying to find it where. Where is that debate? Because I saw it when I was looking for this. Let's um, let's see here. We're gonna watch right. a clip here in a second. Oh my goodness! Hold on. What? Oh, the, yeah, the hand else. signal stuff. <laughs> yep. So he's one of the sort of the along with the oh, with the Torah restoration movement, folks. You know. Uh, let me see here. I saw something else you did. Let me see if I can find this before we watch this. Yeah, this would be interesting to see. Do you see the title of this? Uh, it's kind of cut off. He's got a four-part series called Trinity oh. on Trial. <laughs> oh, it's not available. Well, it looks like some of them are. Let me see. Let me see okay. here. Oh, okay. I see on YouTube. Yeah. Well, it looks like they're oh. not. Okay. Look, he might have deleted those. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it'd be interesting to watch these. So we haven't watched them yet, but I can tell you this that I maybe, hypothetically, he's defending the Trinity and saying, hey, the Trinity is on trial, but we're going to defend it. Right. Hypothetically. Right. I, I don't know with this, but uh, but I think it's yeah. interesting. Let me see. Let me see if this what this says. Um, Oh no! Uh, uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Evidence. Hold on, hold on. Let's see. Oh, Maybe. Oh, he's, oh, hold on. You see that sentence? What? He says, I agree there, uh, with him that there is a real Father, a real Son, Holy Spirit. However, the definition of these three as given in the Tanakh are marked differently from the Christian New Testament, but there is a completely separate. And, uh... Yeah, but it looks like that's the author, not Staley. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So okay. I don't know. He might be defending it there. It's, it's okay. tricky to tell. So, so uh, you know, this is a newer guy we're learning about, but we see a little bit there. Okay, so, so I'm, I don't know there. But I'm curious what he debated Roseboro over. Let's see here. We'll look yeah, at that last thing. Let me see if I can look that up. All right. Let's see. Ah, oh, Sabbath debate. Mm, okay, Sabbatarian. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, so there, there's, there's that. Now, let's go over here and let's pick up this. So, 
So can you explain everyone what we're about to watch? Because this was the attached video. Essentially, um, Israelite that, Gentiles. The very Go ahead. Yeah, essentially that the Bible, when it speaks of uh, Gentiles, aren't really ethnic Gentiles per se. They are actually Israelites who are kind of maybe adopted Gentile or Greek culture. Uh, you know, we hear constantly from uh, one Westers, they've adopted a uh, Gentile state of mind. Uh, but that's, that's essentially what this guy is going to be arguing. Yeah, so Paul's mission to the Gentiles, that idea just means Paul's going to different Israelites. Right. Let's listen to this. It's 2 minutes and 20 seconds. Hopefully it's loud enough. Second one is Israelite Gentiles, the very ones that were prophesied that would go into the nations and become the fullness of the Gentiles. They would walk among the Gentiles. They would lose their identity, and then he would pull them back at the end of time. Amos chapter 9, verse 9 says, For look, I will command and I will sift the house of Israel among the Gentiles. That means that they are inside the Gentile home. Okay. So notice here that they're still called his people Israel, and the Gentiles are actually Gentiles. All right. So we know that Israel went amongst the Gentiles. By the way, they're not the only nation who's predicted to be scattered. There's other nations that God predicted would be scattered. I don't know if people realize that. <laughs> there are other nations predicted to be scattered throughout all the earth. Right. I'll, sh I'll share one in a, in a second here. But so that prediction alone, right, that Israel is going to be scattered, doesn't uh, – that doesn't prove that then Gentiles are actually not Gentiles. Right. Let me see if I can find. Uh, essentially, I know we've kind of joked about this, but essentially, for the one Western, and now we see really the Hebrew Hebrew roots movement. It's whenever the, the, we you know we ask, okay, so what's the hermeneutic to decipher? Uh, Gentile means Israelite. Well, essentially, what we've kind of conjured up is or decipher for them as well. Whenever it speaks good about the Gentile, it's an Israelite, and whenever it speaks bad, it's a it's a it's a Gentile. Right. <laughs> you know. Man, okay. All right, let's watch a little more of this. So we agree. We know that the Bible says this will be scattered, but that's not the only nation that God ever promised that to, first of all. Second of all, uh, this doesn't mean that then, therefore, they are Gentiles. Because notice it says Israel amongst the Gentiles. You're right. Greek Israelite. Greek Israelite. Pulling this out. What do you think of the remix stuff going on here? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Like, like, we want to make sure you hear this. You like hey, that, man? You know. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> do you think, do you wonder who, I wonder who did that, don't you? Probably Isha. I don't know. <laughs> Not, someone probably did it for him. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> New Testament, John chapter 7, I never read this verse the way that Yeshua uh, gives this verse. It says, Jesus therefore said, yet a little while I'm with you, I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and you will not find me and where I am, you cannot come. And the response that the disciples are going to give is going to astound you because they knew something that we don't. And because we don't understand it, we don't even recognize the power of it when he says it. He says it right here. This is their response. The Jews therefore said among themselves, Where will this man go that we will not find him? Will he go to the dispersion among the Greeks? Right there, to teach the Greeks. 
He's not talking about going to the pagan Gentiles. He's saying, will they not go to the house of Israel that's living amongst the Greeks, the dispersed? Now, where, where does it say what he's saying? <laughs> no will idea. he not go house of Israel? This is, what? He yeah. literally is inserting a word. Will he go? Will he go to the house of Israel that's dispersed amongst the Greeks? Yeah. But even even if you grant his interpretation, the disciples are wrong. Well, yeah. What's interesting, though, is he says it's the disciples, but it appears these are the Pharisees. Hmm. Let me see. Let oh, me see. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Jews. Because doesn't the Bible teacher say that, or this Jim Staley, doesn't he say that? Yeah, it says the Jews said to one another. Right, yeah, yeah. Not Let me go disciples. back a little because I think he says this is disciples. Prophesied that would go into the nations and become the fullness of the Gentiles. They would walk among the Gentiles. They would lose their identity, and then he would pull them back at the end of time. Amos chapter 9, verse 9 says, For look, I will command and I will sift the house of Israel among the Gentiles. That means that they are inside the Gentile homes. Greek Israelites. Greek Israelites. Pulling this out of the New Testament, John chapter 7. I never read this verse the way that Yeshua uh, gives this verse. It says, Jesus therefore said, Yet a little while I'm with you, I go to him who sent me. You will seek me, and you will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come. And the response that the disciples are going to give yep. is going to astound you. So, so, hey, we all make mistakes, right? But I just want right. to point out that for whatever reason, this guy is saying it's the disciples' misunderstanding. But the, this context of this discussion in John 7 is with the Pharisees. And whenever John uses the Jews in this way, he almost always means the Jewish leaders. Yeah, even even verse 32, the Pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him. And so it's it's clear the context is with the Pharisees. Like yeah, so saying. I think it's interesting that he makes the mistake of of saying this is Jesus' disciples. Right. This is not Jesus' disciples. Now, right. I don't know whether he understood it or not. I don't know what the disciples thought, right, about right. this about right. this discussion. But because I think it's important because John has this a lot where he kind of uses this motif that has his enemies misunderstanding him. Uh-huh. That's kind of a common thing that John has here. And I think part of what's going on here, if we look, because John does this a lot, it's almost like, hey, if you can't understand this basic thing that we're talking about, because this is not what uh, Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, I'm going to go where you can't travel, basically. But he's saying, my return to my father. Right. That's what he's saying. This has to do with the claim to divinity, basically. Mm -hmm. The Jews, not not the disciples. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Not that he's going to intermingle amongst the own Israelites. But that doesn't even make any sense, because why then wouldn't the, the disciples be able to go? Like, that don't make sense. Yeah, they could just go. What's funny, though, is they eventually do. Right. So it's like. (laughs) But the point is here, he's saying, I'm going to return to my father. If you read John 7, he's saying, You can't come there. And they're like, Oh. So these Jews, not the disciples, they misunderstand what Jesus is saying, which is a common motif in John's gospel, where he constantly has the teachers of the law. Perfect example is John 3. Remember Nicodemus? How can I go into my mother's womb again? He's like, you're a teacher of Israel. You don't understand these things. Mm -hmm. Their lack of ability to understand is a thing. And that's someone who's even seeking. 
it constantly shows sort of they're out of the loop. They're not understanding God's word, right? Because they're taking this to mean he's going to travel to like prohibited Gentile lands. Right. And this proves the point of John 6, 44. What does John 6, 44 say? No one can come to me unless he's an Israelite. Oh, it doesn't say that. It says no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. So who are going to be the ones who do come? Those that the father gives to Jesus. This illustrates this truth that to have access in the sense of understanding divine revelation, what does it depend upon? It depends upon God's sovereign hand to open Amen. up the understanding of the hearer. Amen. That's what this is proving again. And I think a Bible student should know this and a Bible teacher should know this, but yeah. they're not, not getting many, it. Not many, not many you should become teachers, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. And so you have a whole mistaken presupposition. Now they're going to make an he's going to make an argument from the mistaken assumption of the Pharisees. Right. That's what he's going to do here. But he's just like their misunderstanding. Jim Staley is going to misunderstand. Let's play this. Right. Because they knew something that we don't, and because we don't understand it, we don't even recognize the power. <laughs> this is so crazy. John is essentially chastising the Pharisees for not understanding what Jesus is saying. He right. is looking at this passage as if the Pharisees understand something that we need to learn from. Right, like like it was some great insight. Yeah, but they're wrong. <laughs> and that's the point here. Yeah. This is so this is troubling. This is so you do not get sucked into Israel-only stuff, people. I'm not even talking about Hebrew Israelism. I'm talking about the Israel-only stuff, which is a key component of a lot of Hebrew Israelism. Don't get stuck into the Hebrew root stuff. Now, Jim's daily calls his version Christian roots, but it's just Hebrew root stuff. He just doesn't like the term uh, Hebrew roots. Right. Don't get sucked into this stuff, folks. These teachers make nonstop mistakes no matter how confident or how, 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 how many secrets they act like they're revealing to you. Because that's what he's doing. They understood something we didn't understand. Oh, what is it? No, you're wrong. That's not what's going on here. This is about Jesus saying, I'm going to return to the Father. The whole point of this is about Jesus being with the Father in a unique way like no other human. They're turning it into a proof text. For Gentiles actually means Israelites. You're right. And, and you can tell that that's actually the point because... John lets out the, you know, verses 40 and 41, you know, some of them are like, wow, this really is the prophet. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he just like, but his interpretation wouldn't make sense if like, why would that convince them that he's the prophet? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like what, what would be so, but then the next verse, others said, this is the Christ, but some said, is this the Christ to come from Galilee? You know? Mm -hmm. And so his, his, his art, his point wouldn't, I mean, why, why would that prove that this is the Messiah to come? Because he's going to blend in with, with Gentiles who are actually really Israelites, like that, that's, yeah, it, it doesn't that's, make sense of the larger context of the passage. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, and you know, the 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 words of Jesus are constantly misunderstood, especially by the Pharisees, in a too literalistic fashion. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're perplexed here, but this really shows that they don't have the capacity to really reach the the proper conclusion on their own, which is why it takes right. God's sovereignty, which is what's elaborated in the chapter prior. So their minds go to the diaspora, Jews who are scattered amongst the Greeks. Right. And there is an irony here, and I'm going to show you that from John 12 later on. And part of the irony going to the book of Acts is that is somewhat what happened with the early church. They went where Gentiles were, talked to the Jews first in those contexts, and then what did they do? They talked to the Greeks. 
or the Gentiles. This is exactly what happened. So uh, let's play this clip. So Jim Staley is not teaching accurately, and unfortunately, Eshan Burgundy is promoting this man. All right. When he says it, he says it right here. This is their response. The Jews therefore said among themselves, where will this man go that we will not find him? Will he go to the dispersion among the Greeks? Right there, to teach the Greeks. He's not talking about going to the pagan Gentiles. He's saying... How does he know he's not going talking about the pagan Gentiles? Exactly. I don't understand that. Now, it doesn't say pagan Gentiles, but it does say Greeks. And and as you said, no, Israel, uh, the dispersion isn't just among Israelites. There are other, you know, groups who are dispersed. Yeah, now that's true. I was saying that more in relationship to this idea of, like, what he was saying about Amos. Mm. Now... To be fair, I want everyone to understand, I wasn't saying that when they're talking about dispersion here, they're thinking about, you know, some other ethnic group. Certainly, these mistaken Jews, not the disciples in this context, right. are thinking about the Jews dispersed amongst the Greeks because that's what it says there. But right. then it says, and teach yeah. the Greeks. Now, here's the right. thing. This guy doesn't like the thought of Jesus of of Jesus teaching Greeks, which is funny, though, because that's exactly what his early church did. But but my bet is they would find ways around that as well. And I think we're going to see that in this clip where they mentioned yep. something that happened in Acts. Now, one way to interpret this uh, is, for example, MacArthur. You look at his study Bible. You know, it's a little quick reference, but it's a good way to see what one person thinks about it. He takes it as a reference to Jewish proselytes. Meaning he's not going to just teach his own people there. He's going to go to Gentiles who have accepted, accepted uh, in some way the truth of Judaism already. And that, that is one, uh, one way to interpret it. It could, it could be that. That, that. Because this is, remember, this is what they're thinking. Because he's saying, I'm going to go somewhere you guys can't go. He means to the Father. They're thinking, does he mean to Greek lands and teach some Greeks there? It says he's going to teach Greeks. Right. But he could use he could use the diaspora as a base of operations, in essence, and then go out and teach the Greeks, which is exactly what the early church did in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. But he's trying to make it say that it's the house of Israel amongst the Greeks. It does not say that. It literally says teach the Greeks. All right. See, if, if his interpretation was right, Chris, it would need to say, will he go to the dispersion amongst the Greeks and teach those dispersed or teach the dispersion? Right. Do you see he's what I'm saying? Israelites. Because he's literally having Greeks change the definition in the middle of a sentence. The right. first time Greeks means actual Greeks. The second time it means Israelites in a Jewish state of and Israelites in a Greek state of mind. Right. Do you without, see that? Yeah, without no explanation for it. The same word. But the <laughs> yeah. word he's looking for is dispersion. So that's what he's talking about. So it should have to say something like that. Right. But he just makes <laughs> This is not someone we should be promoting, people. No, not at all. Will they not go to the house of Israel that's living amongst the Greeks? The Do not add to God's word. Exactly. The house of Israel? What? Oh, I guess God's word's not clear enough? It doesn't say anything like what he just said. House of Israel amongst the Greeks. Like the Holy Spirit couldn't put that in there. I'm just saying. Right. He's not talking about going to the pagan Gentiles. He's saying, will they not go to the house of Israel? That's Maybe he's right. Maybe he's not talking about pagan Gentiles. He might be talking about 
Greeks who are proselytes, for example. It could be right. Greeks who just don't know nothing. Because again, this is exactly what they did in Acts. Remember people who, one hand, you know, uh, uh, Paul gets bit on Malta, and then uh, they're like, whoa, he did something bad because he was got bit. He was it must be a murderer. He can't escape his judgment. Then he doesn't die, so they think he's like a god. Right. Or the time where they thought one of them was Zeus and one of them was Hermes. Like they were pagan, they were pagans. Remember the guy who got mad? The 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 what was it, the silversmith Alexander? I think what was it? Mm. I got the name wrong. Help me out here. I'm just going real fast. Uh, yeah. uh, he started a riot in the city. Why was he mad at the disciples? Because it was affecting his business. Because people weren't buying the idols like they were. So then that's why the whole chant erupted in Ephesus about great is Dionysus. Do you remember Diana? Which yeah. you know same thing. Yep. Which is Wonder Woman, by the way. Diana. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. You're they right. were they were pagans. That's <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. Why does Paul need to write a letter to Corinthians about? Don't you know about Christian freedom in regards to eating meat sacrificed to idols, but all this kind of stuff? That's because <laughs> these were Greek Gentiles. They didn't know what they were doing. That's why they had to have Acts fifteen, a council. It's like you know the Hebrew roots Bible or the Hebrew is like to the Jew first and to the Jew second. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, that's exactly right. It makes no sense. <laughs> to the Jew first and to the Jew second, <laughs> <laughs> and, and third always to the Jew. You know, yeah, you know, like it's like, that, like, to the Jew first and to the Greek second, and by that I mean the Jew. Yeah, <laughs> but see, here's the thing, and we know this. We've talked about this a thousand times. First of all, in this context, it could have used the dispersion instead of switching the word Greek in the middle of a sentence. But there is a word, and it's used in Acts, which is Helleniste. Mm-hmm. It means a Hellenized Jew. Acts yeah. 6 is the place for that. What that shows you is Luke had access and knowledge of that word. He uses it in Acts. Now, I know this is Gospel of John. My point is that the Bible has that. The Greek language has access to that. Right. And yet, they don't do that. They say Timothy's father, who was a Greek. Does it say Timothy's father, Timothy's father who was a Hellenist? You're right. But then it says the mother was a Jew. See, okay, continuing on here. Living amongst the Greeks, the dispersion? Certainly he wouldn't do that. They're unclean. Cornelius. They're unclean. Now, I'm having, I'm not sure what he means by that, which way he's trying to go with that. Yeah. Is he, what do you think? I think he's trying to say Cornelius was an Israelite. See, that's what I'm, you know what I mean? I want to say no. I hope you're wrong because that would make GOCC more correct than Jim Staley. <laughs> I, I hope you're wrong. I mean, I can't tell from this little clip. We got the whole thing, though. I found it online. It's like two hours and 50 minutes. We can watch this and see the rest of this. But we're analyzing this clip because Ishan is on his Twitter yesterday promoting this. And then it we're going to show you his response. Go ahead. So so the reason why I say that is, is if the point is Paul was preaching to Israelites, not Gentiles, then that would have to be his point. You know what I mean? That yeah. uh, Cornelius was actually an Israelite and not a Gentile by ethnic, you know. Language. And you know what's so ironic, Chris? To get there, what he would have to be doing is using the same presuppositions that the Pharisees had. You're right. He is literally banking on this... The misunderstanding of the Pharisees and going out and building upon it. Uh-huh. This shows you the true spirit of the Hebrew roots movement. It is the spirit of Pharisaical Judaism reincarnate. Yep. It's not Hebrew roots, it's Pharisee roots. Yeah. <laughs> Cornelius. Cornelius. 
Most of the people Paul was preaching to were the northern ten tribes of the house of Israel, the Israelite Gentiles. Where does the Bible ever say anything like that at all? Never. Nowhere. That's why, that's why it's a... That's why it's a quote from him. That's why it's something he wrote on the screen right now. All right. Most of the people Paul was preaching to were the northern ten tribes of the house of Israel, the yeah. Israelite Gentiles. Where do you get that from? Where does, where does it ever say? We only have a few examples where someone from the northern tribe is ever listed in the New Testament. And it's not during the ministry of Paul. It's I'm, my, my memory is during the days leading up to the birth of John the Baptist and Jesus. Not during the, the apostolic missions. In fact, uh, the people's identification as what tribe they're from is hardly ever listed. We know yeah. Paul's a Benjamite because of what he wrote. But like a lot of it is we don't know everyone's tribe. We could figure out James because his brother Jesus. So, okay, Judah, right? But like, <laughs> What? And then, dot, 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 the Israelite Gentiles. You literally made up a word, man. Seriously. And, I mean, Galatians 1, Paul was literally apostle to be sent to the Gentiles. Um, it's it's assumed that words know what it means. You, you know what it means because it, it doesn't even give an explanation of, now, by, oh, by, hold on, by Gentiles, I mean not the Gentiles you commonly think of, but Israelite Gentiles. It's 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 Gentiles, you know? <laughs> Man, this is bad. Let's reset. I want everyone to understand. Here's what's going on. Ishan Burgundy is actively promoting false teachers and false teachings on his social media. Mm-hmm. We know there's false teachings all over the internet. So it's not, you know, just we just pick up one. It's because our background is Christian hip hop, our interests are apologetics. Each on the issues he's touching on fall within those. We think it's important. We think it matters. Right. Not because we don't like Ishan. I these Hebrews lights who are now fans of Ishan haven't loved him for years. I've been loving him for years, way before these Hebrews lights. Most of the Hebrews lights are like, I guess he's a popular Christian rapper. I don't know. <laughs> they don't even really know his history or background or who he is. But they don't know that. They don't know his old catalog. Right. We've been loving Ishan's music and what he represents and how he's come out and how he's 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 rocked it. Right. Until now, and not because we can't have any disagreements or differences, or he's not allowed to have an opinion. But my goodness, we're allowed to. We got to be allowed to criticize bad ideas. And right now, we're discussing a guy he's promoting, not even necessarily right. something Ishan said directly. So we're making that clear. But this is this stuff is gaining in popularity too. The Israel only the Hebrew root stuff and Hebrew Israelism. It's like this wicked convergence right now. Mm-hmm. And let's look at the slide, man. Right. I mean, bro, you would think (laughs) this right here, if you took out the word most of, this could basically be a one West slide. Yeah, you you wouldn't know the difference. (laughs) You wouldn't know the difference. Everything else on this page that we're looking at right now. Or GOCC, I mean... GOCC, yeah, they, they could have it if they could Most. keep it as exactly as it is, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe uh, Israel of God or something. Mm-hmm. But if we took out most of, this could be like Captain Tazaria could put this up in his next debate with uh with with uh the pastor brother who's on Sonetta. Right. Wow, shout out to that pastor. What's the brother's name? 
Someone tell know. me the names. Brother Rock's a hoodie, really solid guy. I just forgot his name. Darn it. Anyways, let's look at the rest of this. Most of the people Paul was preaching to were the northern ten tribes of the house of Israel, the Israelite Gentiles. Most of the people Paul was preaching to were the northern ten tribes of the house of Israel, the Israelite Gentiles. It's all through the scriptures. We just have to look hard enough to see it. <laughs> it's it's, it's oh. all there. If you put a microscope, you look really cool. You scratch your eye. You, you twi- you'll see it. This <laughs> like, concept of Israelite Gentiles all throughout the scriptures here, man. <laughs> but, the, but then he's like, you know, you, you got to look hard enough. To, that's funny to me. <laughs> and Eshan says, this is how you read the Bible if you have no bias. Right. If you don't listen to man and read the Sefer. <laughs> the, what you the man who made it. <laughs> or... The Israelite Gentiles. Where does the Bible ever say that? When you see it, you realize that it's been there all along. Paul says this in Romans chapter 9, verse 24. Even us whom he called, not of the Jews only, but also the Gentiles. As he says also in Hosea, I will call them my people who were not my people, and her beloved who was not my beloved. And it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, that there they should be called the sons of the living God. Whenever Paul quotes a verse, how many... Bro, that interpretation he just gave is literally a one Western... I know it cut off. That is the one West interpretation of this verse. Right. It is. What were you about to say, though? I cut you I, off. I, I, I was, I was going to argue that, that the, the Paul's use of that verse literally contradicts what he's actually trying to argue. Yeah, it contradicts <laughs> what he's just saying. You That's know... A, and, let me let me uh, let me yeah. go say something else because I'm gonna break the verse down real quick. Go ahead, bro. Okay, because I'm, you know, I'm hearing I'm hearing you know Ishan promote this guy and you know Ishan constantly claims I, I I still believe Gentiles can be saved. I still you know I, I I don't believe in ethnic superiority, but the point is okay, if you believe that still why why promote this teaching, that you know what I mean like, what's what's the what's the point of saying that Paul was only preaching to the Gentiles yeah. or Israelites and not the Gentiles. Like, if you still believe they can be saved. Yeah, yeah. Where are, you, where are you going with this, man? Yeah. Like, what's the point? And even if uh, he's like, well, you know, da, 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 you're creating second and first class citizens within the kingdom of God. Exactly. This is literally what Paul had to step to Peter against in, about in Galatians 2. Right. And, uh, you know, if Peter acted like a lot of these... These guys online, you know, he would have called the authorities and be like, he's not allowed to disagree with me. He can't cite my name because of copyright images. Oh, he, you know, he shouldn't do this. He's probably racist secretly. You know, he would, right. all this kind of stuff. What, well, I'm not allowed to have an opinion? When, right. well, you, all, you know, all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. would be, you're trying to control me? All right. Look, at, if you look at Romans 9, 24, which this man literally, <laughs> he does, like Chris said, he argues in the direction opposite of the text. Right. So here we are in Romans nine. <laughs> Gosh, it's so it's so shameful, man. And uh, here's what it says: What if God, although choosing to show His wrath and make His power known, bore with great patience the object of His wrath, prepared for destruction? What if He did this to make the riches of His glory known to the objects of mercy, who we prepared for in advance for glory, even us, whom He also called not only from the Jews but also from the Gentiles? There's really no other way He could say it. Yeah, exactly. So that's the preface that leads into verse 25, which 
thankfully that's right it is a quotation from hosea 110 as he says in hosea i will call them my people who are not my people and i will call her my loved one who is not my loved one now what does it really mean very simple paul is trying to give to knock support old testament support for this calling by god to the gentiles into the fold so paul cites first hosea 223 then hosea 110 right that's what he said cites and uh uh wait actually let me see here which one is uh, the first one is 925 is oh yeah he actually got that wrong too uh because i believe oh no he okay he's quoting the second one there Anyways, never mind, never mind, because he quotes both, but he only lists the one. But so that's that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. No. So Paul so Paul quotes uh, Hosea two twenty three in the Minor Prophet, and then Hosea one ten. What do those passages refer to in their original context? Right. Paul, of course, knows. Let's let's see what it is. If you go there, you'll see it refers to a restoration of Israel. Israel's restoration. Why? There is a period of rejection. For their sins. This is found in Hosea 1.9. This is part of what the story is about between Hosea and Gomer. Right? There's sort of a divorce in a sense that happens. And so God is saying, you who were not my people, Israel, will now be my people again. Paul is using that as an illustration, as a precedent, as an analogy, as a like, as in if God can make Israel his people again after they were not his people, why can't God do the same thing for the Gentiles who, is, for the most part in large, had not been his people up to this point? Because the whole point of this is God's in control of salvation. Mm-hmm. That's the argument. Not right. that they're actually Israelites. All right. <laughs> not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Right. Hey, the you're, Gentiles you're the... were not his people, and now they are his people. Right. Exactly. Go and, on, you know, I, I know you'll agree with this. Some people may not, but it really just shows about the, the new Israel, you know, because in verse mm-hmm. 26, he said, they're, they're, they, Jews and Gentile, will be called sons of the living God, which is kind of funny given that he kind of de- denies adoption, which that verse is like, here they will be my adopted people. And yep. he's denying that. Um, and th- another verse. If you go down to verse 30, it says, what then, what shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it. And then verse 31, it goes on to talk about Israel. It's like, it's it's clear it's talking about uh, two distinct people. Obviously, you know, in Christ, they become one. But Yeah, which is denying... the whole idea of Ephesians 2. Exactly. He's denying all of that. Let's, uh, let's, let's look there real quick. I want to, I want to, we want to show... Um, so this is a thoroughly biblical concept. And, you know, when we're in the New Testament, we're not uh, denying the Old Testament because we're showing how the old and the new connect because that's what uh, the writers did. And so I think that's important to understand. Now, you know, the places these, that this guy went were mainly in the New Testament. So we're looking there. But when you look at Ephesians 2, this is such an amazing passage. Watch this, starting in verse 11. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth, it literally says Gentiles by birth, and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at one time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship. So this is talking basically 
by by and large for the most part because we know there's gentiles who were who were part of israel back then that's why there's the laws about the strangers uh, in israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without god in the world but now so there's a change of situation in christ jesus uh, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And by the way, I think uh, that's an important thing because in Acts 2, remember that Peter says this promise is not just for you, but for your children and those who are far off. Far off, far off is a biblical way in the Old Testament to describe foreigners of other nationalities. So Peter speaking, preaching under inspiration of the Holy Spirit was saying that there because he already covered Israelites because he says your children. And remember, there was the dispersed who were there, including proselytes, and to those who are far off. And Paul used that same language because it's ba- it's from the background of it is for Old Testament. Again, putting our Bibles together, Old and New Testament. Without whatever. Now, how are you brought near by the blood of Christ? And Jew and Gentile both need the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one. And has destroyed the barrier, dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity. Because I've heard these guys try to argue. I don't know where Ishan or Jim Staley go exactly, but my bet is when he was saying north, my bet is because he's trying to show this is a reunification of the north and the south. Right. That's yeah. the new man, I bet, But according to Jim. That's my, that's my bet. Yeah. But notice it says one new man. The North and the South were already united prior, if you, if you go back in, in Israelite history. This is something different. That's why it's a new covenant. And I even heard Ishan, God bless his soul, say something when he was talking about the gospel and thanking God for it. He said something that made it sound like what the gospel was, was a chance to essentially reconnect with Yah for Israelites. That renewed covenant idea instead of new yeah. covenant idea, yeah. and that's the idea. I heard the the one Lao who teaches some, the one the one gal who teaches some uh, Hebrew Hebrew sometimes on our channel. I don't know if anyone's seen her. I think she used to do a thing called uh, Ark, and on there um, it was like uh, was saying um, was saying uh, I'm just looking at the comments here. There was saying um, uh, that. What it was is sort of like God hit the reset button. Right. Got, you know, that's what that's what it was. It was the reset button, a chance for Israel because they had messed up. That's not what the gospel was, though. That's no. not what the gospel is. Let me just finish this, and I'll make sure Chris is able to say what he was saying. By setting aside in his flesh the law with his commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body, one body in Yahushai, to reconcile <laughs> both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. And that, that actually would relate similar to the idea of adoption. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers. Israelites are never categorized that way. Uh, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, that's essentially Old and New Testament, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So the temple now is God's actual people, basically. Uh, okay, so there's some other stuff I want to cover. Why don't slow down? We'll make sure Chris gets to comment. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, we went through his obvious errors in that teaching and you know you have ishan promoting them but i mean the point is like man why is ishan promoting this stuff you know um this is it's this is garbage teaching it's it's 
you know, wh- like why would why would you promote this? You know what I mean? Um, obviously, he agrees with it, um, and that's why I say, you know, he's he, he is placing some ethnic superiority of the Israelites over against the Gentiles. Exactly. And uh, now, what I want to want to do is um, go and look at that Twitter response in regards mm-hmm. to that question. But before we do that. Remember I mentioned how Israel was not the only nation Yahweh dispersed as part of judgment? Yep. Ezekiel chapter 30, verse 26. That's where, where we are right now. Ezekiel 30, 26. Look at what it says here. This is a judgment prophecy against Pharaoh in Egypt. And the point, uh, this would actually relate to arguments against Deuteronomy 28, but I think it's important to, to note. Look at what it says here. Uh, I will disperse the Egyptians among the nations and scatter them through the countries. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Huh. 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 Just saying, people. Just saying. Okay, now. Let's go over to Twitter now. That's what we're going to do. Here we come, Twitter. Ishan Burgundy's Twitter. My guess is after this show, I will no longer have access to his Twitter. That's my guess. Maybe Israelite Gentiles, the very ones that were prophesied that would go into the nations and become the fullness. Okay. So here we are, and let's see this. Remember, he has twenty-six thousand followers. I don't know about Chris because Chris got Twitter game. That's way more than me on Twitter. And this is what he's. Look at this. The, the Chris brought this out. This guy asked this question. Uh, so, you see the question, Chris? Yeah, I see it. Why do you think my, that's significant? My man Michael Million says, What are you saying? That Gentiles are Israelites and not non-Israelites? So the gospel is only for Hebrews? He gets the point of that clip. Yep. You know, like, you know, but then Eshan responds, I'm saying go read and study for yourself and stop looking for men to tell you what to believe. I mean, it's such an arrogant answer, one. Two, you're playing a guy tell you what to believe. That's the whole irony of all that. It's like, you know. Yeah, like, how does he know Michael Millions is looking to men for his beliefs? Right. And um, Come on, man. And to be honest, it's a little bit soft. It is. Hey, man, say what you believe, man. Exactly. Why can't you just be like, Yes, it would. Yeah. It's all you would have had to write. Yes, right. or exactly. even easier and more correct. No, like no, but, man, you understood, misunderstood. Yeah, why? Why? Why, why not? Why do these guys <laughs> hey. who adopt Hebrew Islamism they become real coy about their beliefs? Right, they get Very real, mis- pe- real peekaboo with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. And I, I said this to you, and you're on the back, but he—I believe he doesn't answer because no, if he to just the right, so he won't have to defend it. Like I never said that, you know. If somebody comes and say, hey, "Man, you said only uh, Gentiles can be saved," I never said that. And this—that's what I was going to tell you to do. Look at Michael's uh, comment back. It's—it's it's actually really good. <laughs> I didn't get the caption, so that's why I asked. It seems like that was what it was implying, because wasn't the Roman centurion who Peter went to a Gentile? <laughs> yes, obviously. Cornelius, remember Cornelius? How to go? Yeah, Cornelius. Hold on, let me, Cornelius. Let, me do it. let me do it. Let me see what I can do. It. Hold on. Cornelius. 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 
<laughs> I mean, that's exactly right, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, you have so much Gentile apostle interaction in the Bible that, you know, you can't you can't deny it, you know? Shout out to uh, Michael right Millions. He, he earned a follow from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? So, uh, who else? Who else deserve, deserves a follow? There was someone else in here. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me get down. Somebody. Right here. There, there you go, Michael. Men, Michael Mensa too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what well, is interesting? Look, Michael Mensa. I'm a sinner saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. A Trinitarian soteriology. There now look go. at Michael Millions. Husband, father, three, repented and saved by grace through faith. You see, <laughs> yeah. you the, see a common thread. <laughs> yeah, these gospel-centered brothers aren't having it. That's right. Shout out to them, bros. All right, all right. Now let's talk a little bit about how we got here. I'm not going to say who, but somebody hit me up on Instagram and said, "Please." Can you guys look into this? As the Christian, as a Christian, it's so confusing when you listen to stuff like this. And that alarmed me. I didn't know who this person was, but I realized they've they followed uh, you know stuff I've been doing for a while because I see back in June uh, they sent me a link. I, I I never replied to the person before, but I saw this uh, when I woke up, and I was like, oh man, right. So it's like a plea to Christian urban apologists. Can you guys look at this as a Christian? It's so confusing when you listen to stuff like this. So I'm like, you know, I care about that. And I, and I said, look into what? Because there was no link or anything attached. And they, and they put, thank you so much. So I'm realizing they think, they, they're thinking I'm seeing a link, but I'm not. Uh-huh. And, then, and then they say, oh, I see the video didn't share. I realized it's because Ishan had blocked me. Yeah. I have never had a conversation with him on Instagram. The only thing that ever happened was before we put out that song that I played in the beginning of this live stream, I contacted him to say, hey, just so you know, there's a song dropping. I'll let you hear in advance if you want. Here's the link. Da, da, da. I don't remember exactly what I said because now it's blocked. I can't see it. But just so you know, if you ever want to talk about it, let me know. So I just gave him a heads up, a warning. The song I thought was very respectful and just said, hey, just so you know, it's coming out. That was it. And so I realized it had been blocked. And I'm like... Man. I don't understand why Hebrewism makes people so sensitive. Man, you can't critique anything without. Yeah, like you're the enemy you now. Or... Like you're blocking. And then, uh, and then the person put uh, it's on Ishan Burgundy's Instagram page, his latest post. And so finally, I was able to get access to it. And I said, "You mean this one? Yes, that's the one. What I got from it. Now listen to this. And by the way, someone's going to ask. This person is not a person with a low melanin count." Gosh, I sound so dumb saying this. I hate saying stuff like that. This person is someone that you would, the people describe as a black American that one Westerners would think is a Jake, the person right. asking this. Listen to this, though, Chris. Yes, that's the one. What I got from that is that the Israelites were called Gentiles, and we are hopeless if we are not Israelites. And then the I don't know emoji. Yeah. So everyone gets it. But yeah. what does it create? Confusion. The person is confused. The person interested in apologetics. This is why it matters. Look, man, we know none of us get everything right. We understand that. And we know that sometimes we share stuff and we're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Uh-huh. And we know that people can make mistakes, you know, just because the guy went to jail. We're not saying he's a false teacher. We're not talking about Isha. I'm talking about Jim. Saving the clip. But with all those caveats, 
we got to have some level of responsibility of who and what we promote. Sean's out here promoting false teaching. This is bad biblical hermeneutics, bad yeah. exegesis. It's based upon a tradition. It's a presupposition. This is an old thing. It's a Judaizing Israel owner, Israel-centered te- uh, uh, understanding. This is not a new thing. This goes all the way back to what a lot of some of the more ethnocentric Jews thought at the time. This right. I- these ideas. All right. Yeah. But they're acting like, oh, this is a new, fresh thing. This is Hebrew roots. But man, now look, there's other stuff I wanted to get to because I watch a lot of uh, the videos today. Let me just say they're disturbing. I'm going to read one other thing from John 7 because I, I just want to see, oh, I want to give people a, a brief little context. Well, I think we already gave enough context for John 7:35. But let me look at the live chat and let me see what, what they have to say. And then, brother, do you want to mention anything about the videos you've done uh, on any of Ishan's other teaching or anything that you think is important? Or, I mean, what, what's the next steps with this? I mean, gosh, I have to be frank, and I got to say, folks, uh, pray for Ishan and his family. But yeah. as far as a teacher or leader, stay away from what he's promoting. I don't mean you can't look at it or watch it. No one is saying that. I believe in interacting with stuff you disagree with all day. But you better be on guard and realize this is person is promoting bad teachers. And we didn't even show all the other people he's promoting in some of his videos. I want to do a video on that where we show clips from the people he's playing and show how messed up the clips are mm-hmm. of the people yeah. he's promoting. But go ahead, bro. Yeah. Um, man, you know, I've, I've done numerous uh, videos. I, I feel like I've been respectful to him, um, but, you know, being firm in my disagreement, just with the direction he's going, um, you know, claiming Christianity is pagan. I mean, that's the faith that has been once delivered down. He's calling pagan, um, you know, I mean, the adoption, the, the, the adoption issue saying he's no longer adopted. He, he is, you know, that, 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 I mean, like you said, that's the, that's just a wow. Come on. I can't believe you're making, making that statement. Um, kind of Gnost, a Gnostic view of how he comes to, he, he even comes to know. Yeah. God uh, told him he's an Israelite basically. Yeah. Or, or he, like, he just knows it's to, to be true. Like, you know, he, I don't need to give evidence. I just know it. But yeah. I mean, that's very Gnostic, like, you know, um, and you know, mi- minimizing the gospel. We, we've seen that to where, you know, you know, the reformers, you know, Calvinist people, they always gospel, 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 but I wanted something more, or, you know, there was something, I was missing. It's like, come on, man. You don't, you don't throw the gospel away. Once you come into the faith, that's, that's, it's the gospel for the rest. You know, everything else is built upon the gospel. It's the foundation. Um, you know, having this hierarchy, hierarchy of, uh, ethnic claims where is Israelite, you know, yeah, you have a hierarchy of sal- salvation or justification and which is mm-hmm. you know, very dangerous. It creates, uh, I would argue division in the church with Paul is clearly arguing against, and so there, there are many, many concerns for the road he's going down. And, and the the sad thing about it, he doesn't see it. He, my views aren't changing one bit. I've always believed this, Ishan. No, you have not. You, this is a clear, uh, or, or put like this: if you did, you would be very deceptive, and not telling anybody for long time, for years. And so I'd rather say, yes, yeah, you were, uh, you have changed your beliefs. You know, it's just just be open and honest about that. You know. Yeah, and it's not a little thing. Right, yeah, it's not something small. These are very huge doctrinal changes. All right, here's what, here's what I want to show everyone. is, uh, And this will be the last thing I want to hit for now in regards to this. Remember that Jim Staley, the, the teacher that he promoted there, tried to use John 7 
to show that you've got Israelites who are called Greeks. Mm-hmm. And like he was saying that actually, you know, the point of this is that there's a such category as Israelite or Gentile Israelites, right? He literally made up a new a new phrase, right? Right. An interesting thing is in John 12, John chapter 12. Check this out, everybody. Jesus predicts his death, but he does so right after an event. It's a very small little thing that happens in the Bible, but it's interesting that it's there. And John, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, doesn't have this stuff accidental. This is John chapter 12, verse 20. So these are uh, most likely what we might call God-fearers, those kinds of Greeks that are mentioned in Acts chapter 10, verse 2. So these Greeks are actually coming to the temple for the festival. Okay, and look at what happens here in John chapter 12, verse 20. Now there were some Greeks, Hellenes is a Greek word there. I believe it's the same word in John 7 which we just looked at, who went up to worship at the festival. Now, a one Wester is going to be like, well, Gentiles wouldn't go worship the festival, so those are obviously Israelites. And I right. bet that's what this guy would say too. But see, notice how they just have to destroy the meaning of words. Uh-huh. It could have said the Israelites amongst the dispersion, Hellenist, Hellenized Jews, anything. But it says Greeks. Among those... So they're among the others. So remember, people come from all around anyway. So lots of people are pilgrims during this time. But among those are some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. So they come up to one of Jesus' disciples right here. So you see in verse 21, they seek him out first. Maybe, don't know, there could be some kind of connection because if you look at the 12 they all had traditional Jewish or Hebrew names. Philip uh, is sort of an exception in that. His name is Greek. And he came from a region, uh, Philip did, governed by Herod, Herod Philip, Bethsaida. And so uh, he would have natural connections with the Decapolis, which, is, which are these 10 cities that are Greek in, in character that are spread throughout. So they come up to him. So that, by the way, that further indicates they're actually Greeks, right? Because it's a common connection with Philip, it seems. With a request, sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. Jesus replied. Now listen, this is said to be a reply to the request to see Jesus. So it doesn't... It says Jesus replied. This is Jesus' response. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And if anyone studies the book of John, they know when Jesus refers to this, he's always referring to the hour of his crucifixion as the hour of his glorification. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. My death is going to produce disciples. My death is going to produce the church. Anyone, But he's saying also that in regards to disciples. This is our pattern of life as well. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Notice it's whoever. It's not out of the Israelites. It's whoever. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it's for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it. Let me try it this way, actually. 
I have glorified it and will glorify it again. <laughs> the crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Notice how you can be right in the presence of God's voice and misunderstand it. Mm. I'm not trying to just preach, but I'm saying an unbeliever writes it off as a natural explanation. Oh, it's thunder. Uh -huh. Someone who has a low Christology, maybe. Oh, it's an angel. This is Yahweh uh -huh. speaking. Right. Jesus said, the voice was for your benefit, not mine. But yet only notice some understood. That's related to John 6, 44. Uh -huh. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And here's the key. Verse 32. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Let me stop there. Because I need to read the next line, but we're going to go back to that. And he said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. So if someone's like, well, what do you mean? How do you know it's crucifixion? It, it literally says, he said this, specifically this last line, to show the kind of death he's going to. He's lifted up from the earth on his death, like the snake, remember, that healed the Israelites when they looked upon it on the, upon the pole? Mm -hmm. Similar, if I be lifted up from the earth, so the cross will draw all people to myself. Now, that is what the Greek says, draw all people to myself. But doesn't Paul say in Corinthians that the cross is a stumbling block, that it's offensive? So so it can't be all people. It's a stench of death to some. So it doesn't literally mean all people are attracted to the cross, but yet that's what he's talking about. So what does it mean by all people? It must mean a different kind of thing. Because it's not the cross is going to attract everybody. Remember the earliest rendition we have of Jesus is actually by... Uh, in some Roman soldier barracks, I believe it is. I think it's something called the Palatine Hill. And it's uh, a man on a cross with a donkey's head, what what they would say would be an ass. The head of an ass, the man, it's a man's figure, but the head is the head of an ass. And it says, Alexa Menos worships his God. Uh, the earliest wow. Christian, it's mock, it's, it's, and you can find it online. The scratches are online. You can find this is someone mocking someone because they're like, look at your God. <laughs> You're so stupid. You worship a crucified guy. What's wrong right. with you, morons? My, that's my point. That's the way the cross was viewed. So, what does this mean? I will draw all people to myself. It relates to the very thing that sparked the conversation. Some Greeks came up to Jesus. Jesus uh -huh. replied, I will draw all kinds of men is what it's saying, including uh -huh. like those Greeks. That's exactly what it means. My Amen. point, my point by going there is that relates John 12 because you have Greeks, same word there, back to John 7. And this is the interesting thing is even in their mistake, there is an element of truth because then after this, that's what the early church does in the book of Acts. They go amongst the dispersion. They visit the synagogue first, and then they always go to the Gentiles next. Yep. Time after time, that's the pattern. Only occasionally, sort of accidentally, uh, it appears, Athens uh, the, is sort of a different situation. There's there's some exceptions, but that's usually what they did. That is Romans 1.16 being played out, I think. But it is also uh, this being played out. Anyways, I think that's important to understand, and that's why, man, guys— uh, you get into this, all this we these weird new trendy things, you know, uh, and you're going to be going astray. And I think that's what's happening with not just this brother, but some other Christian hip-hop artists we know about. Uh -huh. And Christians in general. And it's concerning because it destroys the gospel. They think the gospel is basic and they understand it, but then they leave it to go find something else in the process, destroy the gospel as well. Yeah, I totally agree. This is the issue with... Um... Placing hope in ethnic identity, uh, 
just thinking that's that serves more pur- purpose or value than having your identity in Christ. And, you know, this is something we constantly touched upon. I see you got a disciple of uh, Teo in here, too, as well. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this is why it's why it's uh, or know. maybe a parody account that's oh, okay. seeming to be a disciple of Teo. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, but this, you know, this is why it's important. To, that's why, the, that, by the way, that's why the ages of the prophecy keeps on getting bigger with this person. Yeah, yeah, four or nine. It's not fulfilled yet. But go ahead, bro. <laughs> but you know, our, our hope has got to be rooted in, in in Jesus Christ, not not ethic, you know, issues or you know, like you know, you. Re, I'm just thinking, like, just reading the Bible, you would never come to the conclusion. And and he kind of seems to admit that, you know, he's like, man, I read this verse so many times, I never saw it until I looked real hard and squinted my eye, and there it was. You know, it's like. You know, if you got to do all that fanciful work to to see something that you claim is that clear now, um, what was going on? You know, so. So, yeah. Wow. I'm just going to read one comment. I see. This is. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wow. Look at this. Let's see it. Let's see it. Oh, man. Uh, what's, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a brief thing, but. Um, hold on. Let me get rid of person. Okay. John H. John H. here says, I like to listen to Vogab's teaching because some of the elders in my church have become BHI. John, Mm. you're going to have to go to another church. Yes. And also... Maybe replace that white Jesus if that's if that's who that is. <laughs> not they're not gonna like me anymore, but I'm just saying it looks kinda like a white Jesus you might and I'm just 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 a thought. Get get rid of both. <laughs> yeah, get rid of both. Uh bro elders so, notice it's plural and it's elders. So what kind of church has elders? That's like some of the elders of my church have become B E H I. That's sad, man. This this is why we do this stuff. You know, like some people, why, why do you do this? Well, this is why, because people are getting, people who are Christians are getting wrapped up in false teaching. 